hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 49. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. It's all thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear. TwoBlokesTalkingTech.com if you want to get in touch. And joining me each and every week is Stephen Frenick from TechGuide.com.au. Great to be with you, Trevor. How, how's it been? Mate, been a great week. Back at work. We're all pumping away. But there is a lot going on in technology, as always. I mean, we, it's funny. We're coming up to a nearly a year of doing the show. And we've never struggled for content. Technology Absolutely is always not. happening. And, uh, and today is no different. I mean, if you had to think about the value of companies, let alone the value of websites, it's pretty hard to sit down and go, oh, I think that one's worth a couple of million or a couple of billion or whatever. <laughs> Facebook is a big company. Let's not kid ourselves. It's this, there's 10.7 million Australians on it. There's hundreds of millions uh, around the world on it. But how do you put a value on something that, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever given them uh, a monetary return on my personal profile because I don't click on much. Um, mm-hmm. But they clearly are getting some sort of return and they are planning, uh, as we hear it, they're, they're launching on the, on the US Stock Exchange sometime soon, if not this week, and they're looking to value somewhere between 70 and $100 billion. That is absolutely amazing. Like the growth of Facebook, it's hard to believe they've only been the site's only been up since two thousand and four. It just still mm. sounds so recent. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, the value that they've the, the, you're spot on with the valuation between seventy five, seventy to one hundred billion dollars. Now that's putting it in the same sort of territory as companies like Google, yep. McDonald's, uh, massive companies uh, who and, and like you. Oh, it is hard to put a value on it because I'm like you. I haven't spent a cent on Facebook, and I, I there I do notice the ads, and I've clicked on one or two of them. But uh, I think in terms of coming up with this valuation, uh, there's probably cleverer people than you and I in the US that have come up with it. I'll make this bold statement. I think anyone involved in investment banking is isn't actually that clever. They're just very smart at running the system. It just doesn't that. It's not actually about revenue. This is about the prospective value. It really is. It's supply and demand. What is someone willing to pay for Facebook? Now, we know that there are people and big companies who have stakes, shares in Facebook already. And those companies, by simply buying, you know, 0.001% for X number of dollars, have given an indicative valuation of Facebook, and that's how it works. And those companies are about to, you know, get a return on that investment, it seems, because I don't think we've ever heard it being worth $100 before. I mean, Zuckerberg has knocked back offers in the past that are well below that. So, smart move, obviously. But I guess it's just about looking at this and going, it's pretty hard to talk about today, but... In five or ten years, we will look back on this very podcast, episode 49 of Two Blokes Talking Tech, and go, geez, maybe it was worth $100 billion. Because as I said to you earlier, you know, I don't think any of us thought Google was worth what it's worth today when they launched because we just thought, all we do is search. But they're making money. 
It, it, you're right, but it's been really interesting reading the commentary about all this, and I've, I've read stories of you know why not to buy shares, mm-hmm. why it's going to fail, why it's going to succeed. So there's a lot of mixed feelings out there. Um, you know, social networking, uh, Facebook is, is is the dominant social network, no doubt about it. Yeah. And there are companies now who I've seen this this more and more often, rather than put out their own website address in their advertising and, and in their marketing, yep. you see them now putting out the, their Facebook page address. So yeah. it's facebook.com slash company X. Yeah. So you can just see that, that it's becoming, Facebook is becoming the internet for a lot of people. They spend so much time on it. And I think too, what, what makes it such a valuable company is that p- companies who want to market to the Facebook users can really pinpoint their marketing. Say, for example, they want to target males in Australia over oh, yeah. 40. Bang, they've got to, they, they can pinpoint that tar- that marketing. So I think that's what makes them value in, the, in in that sense. And just the sheer number of eyeballs, I think they're approaching, what are they, they they'll, they'll probably hit a billion users later this year, if not early next year. So just the sheer number of eyeballs is what's going to p- pitch them right to the top of that uh, of, of that valuation. Yeah, I think. And you've, you've absolutely nailed it. The value of Facebook is not in anything other than their ability to target like no one else. Google can sell ads because they can sell ads around things you're interested in because they think what you're searching for is what you're interested in. But they can't narrow it down to the fact that you're a, you're a 35-year-old with you know two kids and an interest in John Farnham. And the reason I say that is because that's how my profile reads. And I remember very clearly... You haven't clearly, added the third child to your profile? Oh, yeah, mate. Well, you can't. Oh, you kids, I thought you can edit, edit your profile. The kids are a very difficult thing to add, mate, because they, they don't have kids and it's very complicated. I think, uh, I I think Harrison's there, but as, a, as oh, an well, expectant baby. Oh, that's 10 billion then, mate. Yeah, exactly. Opinion, <laughs> but I remember them having, there was an ad for a new John Farnham album, and I went, I didn't know about that. And they actually, it, it informed me, that ad informed me, so I clicked on it and I went to the YouTube video and all that kind of stuff. So because yeah. I'd listed something in my profile, it, it got me and it targeted me, that's the value of Facebook. So look, $100 billion is hard to imagine. And let's not kid ourselves, Zuckerberg is a will be is now a wealthy person and will will continue to be very wealthy, but... They said like he's going to be worth $20 billion. He's not even 30 It's not like he's got $20 billion in the bank, though. Let's not nah. kid ourselves. He's got On to sell paper, out to get that. he's worth $20 billion. Yeah. Paper is one thing, um, you know. What's in the banks another. But he's a he's a lucky man. He's a smart man. You know, whatever you think of all the the, the talk of how it started, doesn't matter. Facebook. Can I ask though, Trevor? Mm. Just like before we yeah. finish this subject, do you think people will want to invest in Facebook? Like, uh, like let, let's look at what's happened. Privacy issues and all these yep. things that all you all, you hear a lot of negative things about Facebook in, yep. in the news most of the time. Um, oh. This the IPO, the initial public offering, has been something different. But um, do you think it's going to be the sort of company that once it, it's obviously going to hit the stock market huge? Yeah. But can it hang? Can it stay there and increase in value? Do you I think? Th- I think it can because you know the number one thing I think after it goes public is they won't be able to do some of the things they've been doing, just mucking around and changing things. Because when you're a public company, you're under great scrutiny, you have to go through diligence, you have to be transparent. There's all these different things that apply. So I'm not sure they're going to be able to just muck around with things like the privacy settings without you know, a board of directors and different people saying, hang on a minute, what's the impact of that? And yada, yada, yada. So it may actually be, be a good thing for Facebook users in terms of stability and all those privacy issues for them to be public. And in the end, mate, the answer to your question, Mate, people will buy this because they don't want to not be in it. People with money 
you know, I don't have money, just throw at companies for fun. People with money who want to invest, you know, as a, a hobby, let alone a, a, a process of investment and making money, will take the risk on this company because you, you can't afford not to be if you've got the money to do it, I think. So yeah. that's um, that's Facebook. $100 billion. Um, we'll have to wait and see how it turns out after day one, but I'm tipping in the, the shares will go up. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, it's an interesting birthday uh, one company is celebrating this week. It's Optus mm. celebrating its 20th birthday. Now, back in January the 31st, 1992, after being awarded Australia's first competitive carrier license, so in other words, they can go up against Telstra. Yep. Yes, uh, Optus opened their doors. Uh, they actually, the company started in January '92, but didn't begin uh, selling services to customers till June the same year. But uh, on that, back then, uh, I read a really interesting. They, they sent out an interesting release about. Hmm. Uh, they offered at the time. They opened their first store in uh, George uh, Pitt Street and Spring Street in Sydney. And yep. at the time, the cheapest mobile phone was a seven hundred and fifty dollar Motorola <laughs> brick uh, with a sixty five dollar connection fee and a thirty dollar monthly line rental fee. So now there's a couple of things I I remember about Optus, which I'll which I'll talk about in a second. But the one thing I didn't know, and uh, I learnt it because of TechGuide.com.au on yes. Facebook today was how the name Optus came about. Tell me. That's right. Well, Optus got its name because, as I mentioned earlier, that this was Australia's first competitive carrier to Telstra. Oh, to, to, and so what they did, they, they thought, well, the, the, they wanted people to opt for us. So that mm. was the phrase that they, rather than going to Telstra, yeah. they want people to opt for us. So Optus is a shortening of that opt phrase. That, that, that's how people... That's how Optus got its name. I've said to them they need to move on from the yes thing because it doesn't have any relevance anymore. Um, you know, I, and this is my memory. My memory of the Optus thing is massive, massive advertising campaign because it was like a vote. It was like a vote. You could, you'd had a choice. There was one moment in time where you could say, yes, I want to choose this other company. And if you chose the other company, you were that, they were your provider. If, though, you wanted to use Optus and not, you know, choose them, there was a, like a short code, 1418 or something, you could dial in front of your, your your phone call and it would make you use the Optus network. There was all these complicated yeah. ways well, of yeah, to, using to different providers. To dial long distance on Optus, you had to dial a 1 before the number. And, and That's to get the, in, in, uh, onto their long distance service. But, of course, you know, they started with mobile services, moved into home lines, broadband, and now uh, IPTV. So the company's grown significantly in 20 years. It's, it's a big company, and they're to be congratulated. They've done a very good job, and uh, and you can't argue with a, a company of that size sticking around for so long and, frankly, bringing us what we have today. And just reflect back, people. Forget the, the price of a mobile phone back then. The price of phone calls back then was uh, unbelievable. So, yeah. you know, we, we do have it. We, we talked about 4G and how good we've got it last week. We've got it pretty good with regards pricing as well. So another another thing, I guess, to be thankful for from uh, from Optus and and the yep. telecommunications industry, uh, the price of mobile phones in Australia. Happy birthday, Optus! Yes, twenty and, uh, years. Just before we wrap that one yep. up, though, should should note though that Optus in that those twenty years, there, there's now more than ten thousand employees, more than two hundred and eighty branded stores, nine thousand retail outlets, and now on on the customer side, they've got more than nine million mobile customers and a million. Uh, fixed and broadband customers too. So pretty successful 20 years for Optus. Very successful 20 years. That is a lot of people. And you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Trend Micro. Now, everyone has a smartphone. but And the thing we need about with a smartphone nowadays is security because smartphones have now become the new frontier for cyber criminals. You, we do our banking on it. We're surfing the web, checking our emails. So that's why Trend Micro has responded with the new mobile security personal edition for your Android smartphone. Now, it, it's got an app scanner that checks each new app against Trend Micro's up-to-date and expanding database. So any malware gets blocked before it can infect mm-hmm. your phone. Very important thing. Apps are so huge nowadays. On the In the Android market, you really need to look after yourself to make sure you're not installing, inadvertently installing something that's going to hurt you down the track. So now you can surf, call, and text securely, and it'll keep you and your kids safe online. And you can also avoid other features include avoiding unwanted contacts, so you can block certain numbers and filter out annoying calls as well. So mobile security, personal edition for Androids, available now at Harvey Norman, Dick Smith, Officeworks, JB Hi-Fi, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorised resellers. And for more information, you can visit trendmicro.com.au. It's funny when we talk about the Samsung Galaxy Tab, we we think about the the iPad competitor, the thing that looks like an iPad and all the legal issues and stuff like that. Very interestingly, late last week, uh, if you walked into a JB Hi-Fi store, there was another option for the JB, for the Samsung Galaxy Tab, the ten point one inch version, which is the identical size and everything to the to the iPad, um, is there. But also, there's a seven point seven inch version. Now, I got a hold of this earlier in the week, and I've got to tell you, mate, I I really like this size. We talked about this with the Playbook, the BlackBerry Playbook. Mm-hmm. It is a nice size to hold, and it's a it's not a small screen in terms of browsing the web or looking at an email. But, you know, Samsung had the their original um, tablet was, you know, this around this size, and it was a yep. big kind of plasticky thing, very thick. And, you know, it was okay. But now we've got, you know, Honeycomb as an operating system, and they're, they're talking about ice cream sandwich in the future. But this is thin. It's very thin device. It's it's a metal um, construction, so it's a nice, shiny metal back. And I say that because I do think looks are important. I, I think look and feel of a device is important. How's the weight, Trevor? That's what I want to know. As you know, it's an important thing to me. <laughs> what about... I tweeted I tweeted a picture of this bloody thing earlier in the week, and a bloke replied to me, he goes, is it okay, the weight for you? You're going to be okay with that? <laughs> Smart ass. Anyway, um, thanks for that. Who I can't remember your name. Um, but no, it's a, it's a good good size to hold, because we think about you know your e-books and things like that that people are doing... On, on tablets, yeah. you know, in bed and wherever you are, this is a great size, mate. You can hold it in your hand and feel like you've got it securely when you're walking around. Absolutely, I'm really impressed with it, mate. Have you seen? Have you seen have, uh, yeah, photos I, of it? I think? actually walked into JB Hi-Fi, my local e, uh, JB Hi-Fi here at East Gardens, Westfield East Gardens, hmm. and I was surprised to find this. And I actually spent about 20 minutes playing with it and having a good look at it. I'm hmm. actually getting my review unit this week. But what I like about it, and you know, for for some people, like the iPad is not the be all and end all in terms of tablets. The, the size for some people, the iPad's too big. Oh yeah. So I think that they're what Samsung are doing. Obviously, they've got the, the seven point. They've got the ten point one. They've got the Galaxy Note, which There's is yet to be released as yep. well. That's five inch screen. They've got their smartphones. This is a little sweet spot. So they're covering all all areas, all sizes. Now, what I like about this is it's very easy to carry around. Yes. You can hold it in one hand. Yes. You can you can actually grip the thing in one hand. So if you're reading a book or a magazine, it's a really manageable size uh, that that's just offers that little bit more convenience in terms of size and, and portability than sort of the Galaxy Tab and the iPad. It, it is, and I think uh, I do think it's a sweet spot. I don't think it's you know a runaway you know sales success. But there's one other big problem which we talk about all the time, and it's price. 
Um, yeah. This is a 555.43 or somebody thing at JB Hi-Fi. And I, I'm, I'm led to understand that if you walk in and, and ask hard enough, you might get it for around 500. But, yeah, you know, but for, for an extra 70 bucks, you can exactly. buy an iPad. But also, you can probably get a discounted iPad. You go to Big W or all these places sell an iPad, you can get an iPad for the same price. So, that's my problem. Uh, and, you know, you so leaving Every aside... Times we said that, Trevor, they're not listening to us. They're not listening, and we, 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 we keep rabbiting on, and we will keep rabbiting on. But leaving aside the people who want a 7.7. So, if you're in the market for a 7-inch or thereabouts tablet, this is the winner. But the playbook's not a winner uh, against this. This is a winner. If you're in the market for a tablet and you've got $600, $500, then there's no... I don't understand why you would buy this because the, the iPad's available at that price. This is what that we've got to keep saying to them. It seems being smaller, it would be cheaper. Well, and that's an interesting point, but do you, I mean, always through technology life, laptops are always more expensive than computers because the, you know, the gadgetry inside is smaller, but I don't think this has got you know, smaller components than the other things in it. I think it's just you know, yeah. compressed. But you know, another surprising thing, though, with this... What's that? ...is, is how it was... It was they didn't. Samsung didn't rate, make a really big deal about it. No. It's kind of like they just the, obviously the Galaxy Tab Ten by One. It's court case, the release, the marketing around it. That was the hero product. But they kind of snuck this one in the back door. It was a very soft launch. It was. They didn't make a lot, a lot of big song and dance about it, did they? I think one of if I was a company like Samsung and I didn't need a single product to do really well, I'd do that every now and then just to see how products go without spending so much bloody money, <laughs> you know, well, on marketing and everything. Well, they a lot of money in the marketing budget, but yeah. they're, they're, not, they're, they're, having, they're not putting that back towards the product and making it cheaper, though, are they? That's they're, right, and that's that's the thing. So, look, if this was a three ninety nine product, I would recommend oh, it as my probably equal number one tablet. There's no doubt. For three ninety nine, this would this would fly. And, um, yeah, but what, what I like, too, is that, like, you know how Apple has an iPhone yep. and they have one tablet, one, yep. one smartphone, one tablet. And, and, and other companies think, well, they've got a different approach. They, well, they want to have products that will suit everybody. So, yep. therefore, Samsung have a smartphone, Galaxy Note coming soon, 7.7, 10.1, all different kinds of smartphones. So, this this had, this had is something they had to do. Yep, I think so. And look, uh, I, you know what? To the, compete the, against all those other 7-inch tablets as well. I reckon Samsung is the sleeper company this year. I think they're going to smash it. They're going to do some amazing things because they've got such a great, not just a great range, but there's some real quality in these products. So, it is yeah, interesting to watch. smartphones are really going to do well as well this year, just uh, off topic as well. Yeah, the, the Galaxy S3, I think, is probably one of the uh, most anticipated products mm. outside the iPhone 5 in uh, 2012. I don't think we, we've raved about a product like the Galaxy S2 for a while. And, and so for the, for the 3 to come out, it's really going to challenge everything. So look, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really excited about Samsung because I like seeing companies, you know, really pushing hard to take the rate. But, you know, there's, got a, there's work to be done on the pricing, people. That's all. That's my main thing. So um, anyway, the Samsung Galaxy Tab 7.7, it's available now at JB Hi-Fi. You can, you can look online, go to jbhifi.com.au and, and search for the Samsung Galaxy and you'll, you'll find in the list there. Samsung Galaxy Tab 7.7. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. While on the subject of smartphones, we touched on smartphones in the last segment about Samsung, but uh, a, a blast from the past, you could say, in the <laughs> smartphone area is is Nokia. Yeah. Now, no, Nokia, we've discussed this many times in the past, uh, their smartphone range hasn't really done too well since iPhone, Android really took over the yeah. space. But they're, uh, they're, they've got announced that their new lineup of smartphones, the first of which will be, will be running Windows Phone 7, 
Uh, they're going to be released in March through all the major operators. So that's, that's big news for them. Telstra, yep. Optus, Vodafone, and all the major retailers are going to carry the Nokia Lumia 800. Now, this is the this is the product that many people, including myself and a lot of other people who saw these these products at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, this is the product we believe is going to possibly bring Nokia r- right back into the smartphone market. Oh, mate, oh, I just think that when we, when we looked at these products hands-on at CES, because, you know, we've seen them, we've heard about them, all that kind of stuff, but really playing with these things, you realise they, they haven't lost it. They haven't lost it in terms of the way they can make a phone, good quality, uh, the operating system is good. This is, um, this is I, I did a presentation today, in fact, at work about CES, and I, I mentioned this specifically, the Nokia comeback, and I think... Mm-hmm. They're not going to. They're not going to become number one in, in 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 this year. That's for sure. But they will. The one thing I think is you, the amount of times we've been told by Sony that they want to be number one Android. The the mm-hmm. thing that's going to stop them doing that is so much extra competition, and so HTC's massive yeah. competition. And if you think about um, uh, Nokia, they're, they're not going to take Android share away, obviously, because because they're no. running Windows. But just in terms of sales, they re- I think this is going to have an impact on the market. So it's really I, exciting I to see. You- you look at the proposition, though, what they're bringing out. Now, as, as you mentioned, Nokia make very – they design really nice products. Yep. Their hardware is excellent. Beautiful. Uh, now, this partnership with Microsoft, a lot of people criticised at the time. At the time, even I thought, you know, what the, what the, what were they thinking? Hmm. But you look at the partnership now. So, Microsoft are bringing with them Xbox Live users, Windows yep. users, yep. all these people. Nokia are bringing – Hundreds of millions of customers who are going to graduate from a feature phone to a smartphone. Mm. Now, what I like about the product, it's, it's the specs are terrific. 3.7-inch clear black AMOLED screen, sleek curved case, very similar to the N9 that we mm-hmm. talked about last year. Yep. Uh, 8-megapixel camera. Now, that's one thing that the Nokia devices always have a great camera. camera. Yep. This is going to have a 28mm Carl Zeiss wide-angle lens high-definition video. But what I also like about it are the, are the add-ons that you get, like Nokia Music, which will be, uh, according to their press release, you can stream hours of music for free using mm. a feature called Mix Radio. But another thing, too, is Nokia Drive. So this will be available in 100 countries. And what it does, it turns the phone into a, into a fully-fledged GPS system. Oh. With turn by turn navigation as well, so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, features to this offering apart from it, just the smartphone part of it. And so I think this is a real thing that might take people by surprise. You know who the other winner is out of this? Who's that? CEO Stephen Elop. Hey, he, yeah. he's a man that wrote the burning platform memo, yep. mate. When they just give him another year or so, this man will be worth so much in the corporate world because to come out and you know really basically say the company's stuffed, we need to move on, and and actually do it. That's I mean that's there's one thing to say it's stuffed and to say we need to change things, but to actually then do it, oh, mate, big kudos. And and that's yeah. he's, he's a man that's going to be in great demand in technology world. So the. But the- yeah, there's a real buzz around this product. Now, yep. it's, it's okay for us tech journalists to be buzzing about a product. It's really up to the consumer at the end Definitely. of the day. Yep. But it's really a good sign that, that all the carriers are going to take it on, Telstra, Optus, Vodafone. And Nokia aren't short of a dollar when it comes to marketing. They're no. going to market the hell out of this product. And I think – and I've said it to you before. I've said it on, on the podcast before. I think the Windows Phone operating system is an underrated system. I Definitely. think it's quite good, surprisingly good when I first saw it. No. So, look, th- this could be – this could uh, surprise a few people in 2012. The Nokia Lumia 800 coming this quarter uh, to Australia. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
Alrighty, seven minutes left. We'll uh, we'll charge through a few more things, and, and here's here's one that I think is really interesting. I, I read this um, on your website, techguide.com.au. Buy Mytronics for gadget buyers, for gadget people wanting to sell stuff that you've got. Now, I'd love to have them into my home to to do, to do a little <laughs> audit, but I can't part with anything. I can't part with anything. You're so, a hoarder, aren't you? Oh, mate, I like to have my little museum of blackberries, my little museum of everything. I, I just like to have my little antiques. And I, yeah. in, a, in a while, these, you've I'll, got a very understanding wife, mate. That's no, good. I don't. She hates it. Um, <laughs> what do you need to keep that many phones for? That kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but Excellent there's a service invitation. here. I, yeah, I, I, I can't help but pick, hear her voice in my head. I hope she doesn't really <laughs> talk like that, Trevor. No, not at all. Buy Mytronics. Tell me about Buy Mytronics. Yeah, well, this is a site that uh, it's kicked off in the US. I actually met up with the US uh, CEO, Brett Mosley, uh, in the US when I was in uh, at, over there for CES. He was in town as well, and I uh, had, a, had a good chat with him. I also met up with the Australian uh, boss, Dave Parker. Yep. Now, Buy Mytronics, the basics behind it is that Look, we, we, we love our gadgets, especially Australians. We turn over our gadgets really quickly, whether it's, you know, obviously smartphones are in demand, our, our digital cameras, laptops, computers, you name it. What happens to those products? Once we buy this brand new shiny product, what happens to the old one? Now, Biomitronics mm. has come in, and their website offers a way for you to look on the site, get a get a value for what you already own. Like you, you might have an old iPhone yep. in good condition. You know, you've got the original box, the charger, and it'll give you a quote as to what they'll pay you. So if oh. you agree to that, you can then you can get sent a either a satchel or you can print out a free mailing label. And then what they do once they receive your items, they check that the the condition is 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 how you said it is, and then they'll send you your money, whether it's by check or direct deposit. So it's uh and the products then are, are either reconditioned and reissued in other parts of the world like China, India, these developing markets, mm. or simply recycled safely and responsibly. BuyMyTronics.com.au and they, they, you know they list a few items that, that that are very clear there like iPads and iPods but you can basically um, you know type in a, in a product and uh, they'll search for it and you list, list the details it's a very simple service and uh, look you know you can take your things you know you can go through the garage or the man cave and clean up and you can decide what you're going to throw away or whatever but if if you're putting it in a throwaway pile obviously just you just find out what it's worth and if you're going to put it on eBay. Yeah. I mean, it might just be a little bit easier and more a guaranteed lock for you to just find out what yeah. you're going to get for it here and, and ship it off. I mean, it's Absolutely. a great way to yeah. go. I think you've got to remember, too, like not, not every product's going to be worth hundreds of dollars. No. Let's face it. Like no, there's no. Some, I did some, t- some products in there, some old digital cameras. They'll give you $8 for them. Yeah, but it, rather than you sitting Mate, there hey, gathering folks. dust, it, it could be recycled. Yeah, it could even be reissued. It's just a really good way to get rid of all the clutter, and all the gadget clutter if, in your house. If so, you want to be responsible, then yeah. um, you know responsibility is not throwing electronics in the bin, not throwing electronics into even in, in the in your local you know waste management center because electronics shouldn't be thrown into into landfill. So exactly be right. responsible, look after the environment that little bit. I'm not a big bloody greenie. I just think that every now and then you need to think about what you're throwing into the bin. Uh, and this is a great way to avoid that. So buymytronics.com.au and you can read more about it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, if there's one thing that people complain about with their smartphone, myself included, is <laughs> the battery. You know, we, we've, we don't have our hands off these devices and it's no wonder the batteries run down yeah. really quickly. Yeah. So being able to charge this thing on the go is a big plus for people. Now, Energizer have released a new product called the Energy to Go Solar Charger. Now, what it is, it's basically a product about the size of an iPhone mm-hmm. that's got a solar panel 
uh, and it's also got a built-in lithium polymer battery. So you can ca- it's got a carabiner clip, so you can put it on your backpack, on, on your bag, on the, the in your car, uh, in on a windowsill, and it will then charge the internal battery, and you can then on the fly charge up your smartphone, your media player, all these kinds of products. So it's uh, $69.95, available from mrmobile.net.au. Uh, so oh, a handy product. And what I like about it is that you know how sometimes there are other products like this, but you've got to remember to charge them. Yeah, bloody oath. What this is, you just you just keep it on your backpack or wherever on your bag and you're walking around and you're getting a charge anyways. Mate, I, that's the point. That with, the, with the clip that you can you can basically attach to whatever bag you've got. Well, you might be a little man bag like you've got, mate. It might be a nice big, you know, man. <laughs> backpack it doesn't matter you just you're always charging it so you don't have to because mate i've got i bought one of those things i was in perth for something and i realized i didn't have charger went and bought one of those things it was a vata or something and i yep. mate, I, t- I took it with me to cs i forgot to charge it beforehand so there you I, go. I, it's a complete waste of time but this and the beauty of this is that the sun is everywhere even if you are at ces there's sun there that can charge this thing while you're walking around so even look even if it charges your battery it gives you just a few extra hours of talk time well, mate, one hour it's going to be beneficial sometimes one hour all you need. So the Energizer Solar Charger, it's a great idea and uh, read all about it at techguide.com.au. And before we wrap up with a couple of quick products, uh, thanks to the great people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, uh, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech along with Trend Micro and we thank them for their support and if you want anything networking for your home or your small business and that means connecting connecting things to things. I know it sounds stupid but whether it's connecting a phone to your computer, to your, your computer, to the internet, whether you want to connect devices within your home or from your home to the outside world, Netgear's got it covered. You can get on the internet with Netgear modems. You can deliver that that internet throughout your home with a router and with products coming like their, their router with storage later this year, you, you know that Netgear are innovating and netgear.com.au is a place to learn about all things Netgear um, and certainly if you've, if you've got a complex network at home where you've got a lot of devices, a lot of phones, a lot of tablets, a lot of computers and well, I'm one of those people and I'm not I'm not Robertson Crusoe on that one. Look at their new range of dual band uh, wireless routers. Netgear.com.au. Thanks to them for their support of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, there's two things that are red hot at the moment, Trevor, mm-hmm. and that's apps for iPhone, yes. fitness apps for iPhone yes. more specifically, yes. and app accessories. Oh. So it. what <laughs> I've written about a product called MyTrick, which is actually both. It's actually a wireless tick, tick. Uh, heart rate monitor that you wear around your forearm, yeah. and it wirelessly communicates with your iPhone, which has the built-in app that can give you real-time monitoring of your heart rate, so you can train at the right intensity. It also gives you information like it also maps your route, so it's got the users, the GPS on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, can give you information like calories burned, distance, speed. But I don't know how much training you do. You'd really oh. Oh, mate. So, oh, mate. I was just uh, thinking. I was just thinking. <laughs> I need a heart rate monitor sometimes when you know I'm when the, when the wife's around, you know, to make sure I've got everything under control. Because sometimes I've been oh, I haven't done the bottles or the dishes or something, and oh, there's a bit of out. bit of argy bargy, and it ends up putting the heart rate up. Maybe I need to use this thing to you know I calm it so. down a bit or something. Yeah, but if you're like if you're serious about your training, this is a sort of product that you can actually you know, use just to keep track of your fitness. But if you want to sort of map uh, just exactly how you're progressing, you want you you know you want to improve your performance or your fitness, you might want to go weight loss intensity uh, this is a sort of product that can give you every detail about your training and help you improve along the way it's uh, priced at 149.95 that's the actual MyTrek accessory the armband itself uh, and then you can download the app for free it's available all 
at all Apple stores. My Trick Wireless Heart Rate Monitor at Apple stores and more information at techguide.com.au. We're running over time, but I want to say one more product. Very quick one, and we've got a couple others we'll talk about next week. But the, the TJ's 4, um, we, we, we love the, the J's range of products, and and, um, and I think they've been impressive just in their, their general product concept. So, you know, the ta- the tangle-free flat cables in the, in the AJ's range. The TJ's are an interesting range for me. I, I liken them to I, – I think about them as, as any buds that don't – stick out they're, they've got a very nice design so you put them in and, and they kind of stay in your ear and they're very flat against your ear so people I think motorbike riders would love this people with helmets mm-hmm. they they really don't they, they can't get caught on things but they've released a TJ's 4 range similar to the AJ's 4 which has the iPhone controls mate that's right, yeah. Now, I quite like their angled, so the angled sound tube, so the angled design. So they sit in your ear canal, but then also sort of curve around mm. and, and fit in the, in, the, in the back part of you. So it gives them a very secure, very stable fitting, a little, no, a little noise-canceling seal as well with the silicon tips yep. as well. But I was always a fan of the TJ's 3s. I thought all you need for this is the three-button remote and the microphone. And here's and a company that listens behold, to us. They heard, they heard our cries, exactly. TJ's 4, uh, and it's a Really, I, I really like the remote because the buttons are very precise. You know how sometimes you got to double click, oh, yeah. triple click. It can be very frustrating if you if the buttons aren't responsive enough. No such problem with the Jay's remote. Very precise. The buttons are really really nicely designed. Microphone's really clear, uh, and obviously, of course, the audio quality is superb as well. TJ's four, and you can read about those at techguide.com.au, where you'll also realise that Trend Micro are great sponsors of that website as well, because you've got a beautiful coverage of uh, Trend Micro products there in the background. And yes, uh, as a we, nice background they supplied for me. As we said last week, uh, brand new techguide.com.au after the first anniversary for you, and a heap of great content there each and every week from Stephen Finnick, and uh, so you can read all about his uh, escapades and thoughts on everything at techguide.com.au, and you can hear him every week on 2GB with Chris Smith uh, every two o'clock every Wednesday afternoon. I'm right, aren't I, mate? Exactly right. Yeah, news about Ted two two ten two fifteen is oh, normally mate. when we've hook, got it. Hook go him in during the news. Time. Hook him in during the news. Two o'clock. Absolutely. With Chris and uh, and you can follow me and Stephen on Twitter, Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And um, you know I'm, I'm everywhere else, but it doesn't matter. YourTechLife.com, <laughs> the place to get in touch. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. This has been two blokes talking tech. 